This is TAS Talks Modular, a podcast where we explore worldwide modular solutions featuring innovative and custom designs. Join us as we talk modular. Hello and welcome to TAS Talks Modular, your podcast uh, where you get thought leadership on all things modular. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the show. Now today on the podcast, we're discussing the partnership between TAS and Stoltz Air Technology Systems. And we're also going to dive into a lot of thought leadership topics around the subject of of modular data centers. And so we're going to get into a lot of different questions and hopefully answer all of them for you. And joining me today, I have a trio of subject matter experts joining me. First, we have Ron Mann, Vice President of Engineering at TAS. Ron, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Great to be here. Excellent. We also have Jorg Dessler. He is the President at Stoltz Air Technology Systems. Jorg, it's a pleasure talking to you today, sir. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the chat. I am as well. And finally, last but not least, we have Jeff Kaufman, Vice President of Sales at Stoltz Air Technology Systems. Jeff, thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Looking forward to it. I am as well. And guys, I want to start off here just talking about uh, some of the things we've seen over the last year. Obviously, uh, it's been an interesting year that I think has driven a lot of change in the data center market. Uh, what kinds of changing dynamics are you seeing in the marketplace right now that's really driving change uh, for data centers? Ron, let me toss this to you first. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff uh, going on. It's it's interesting because you know the, I think the change has always been there, but I think with COVID and a lot of the working from home and all everything happening in the in the in today in the market into in the country is accelerated a lot of that stuff. So where uh, people may have not considered modularity as quickly, uh, there now they are. They need quick deployments. So they need things. Uh, quicker edge deployments are becoming a big deal. And when you hear about edge, it's just mean getting things closer to the end user, uh, getting rid of uh, latency issues and things like that. So there's just a lot of drivers out there uh, that are accelerating. I think these are a lot of these are permanent. Uh, even when COVID does finally get back to a you know, more of a normal state uh, or any, any, any type of thing like this, I think it's going to I don't think anything's going to go back to like it was. I think people have learned a lot about working from home and having different ways of doing work than being in an office. So I think it will continue to drive uh, data center modularity because of those issues. Jorgen, Jeff, do you have anything you want to follow up on, on, on uh, Ron's thoughts there on just the changing dynamics that you're seeing in the market? I, I think Ron on, uh, nailed it, right? So everything can't go fast enough. So we have seen a very challenging year 2020 was our business business went uh, back down and uh, towards the second half of the year, it all of a sudden exploded, right? I, I couldn't agree more, Jörg. Uh, the, the paradigm shift that we've seen in the last 10 months is uh, is astronomical, right? So there's a there's a data center arms race going out there, which is which is fine. but. As you say, you know, we, we have to we have to break it down into these new applications that we're seeing and whether that's in touching upon some of the points you made in office spaces and we'll be able to be uh, nimble to that application. And I think modularity lends itself uh, excellently towards that goal. That's a really interesting point, Jeff. And, and, and one of the things I, I wanted to discuss with you guys was the importance of adaptability and flexibility, which I think has been maybe one of the biggest lessons we learned from 2020 was just having uh, the ability to be adaptable and flexible. How does modular, uh, how does taking a modular approach to a data center allow for more flexibility and adaptability than maybe a, a traditional stick built kind of data center? Uh, what, what kind of flexibility exists in the world of modular that doesn't exist in other places? 
Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with just uh, there's several several factors. Uh, one is the uh, provisioning piece. I mean, traditional stick built data centers are typically built with a set thing in mind. That, you know, it's it's a it's a one year to three year uh, process between planning and implementation. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times you'll build uh, a traditional data center with more capacity than you actually need, at least up front, so you can grow into it. Uh, IT changes so quickly, applications change, and it's hard to keep up with those changes. You could go through two or three iterations of IT evolutions before that data center is even completed. And so uh, I think the, those types of applications become more problematic as things change uh, more dynamically with artificial intelligence, um, all these other types of applications that are coming into play. Uh, density is increasing. It's just it's just harder to plan for that. So the modularity aspect allows you to uh, to to deploy what you need when you need it, and then when you need more, you deploy more. And if the technology changes, then it changes with the module, so that you're kind of keeping up with it, uh, versus kind of having to live with legacy systems that may or may not fit what you're trying to do uh, two or three years in the future. And there's also other benefits, I think, in regard to uh, time to market or time to delivery and deployment because of factory. Uh, quality processes, testing, validation. Uh, there's all, I think there's all sorts of benefits. But, you know, th and there still has to be site prep and other things that have to compare for these things. But I think it's really a, a combination of how to use best practices, optimization on both sides to get really the customer what they need and when they need it. Yeah, I, I want to jump in and say, okay, this is the, the difference between uh, planning ahead and planning as you go, right? If we take a look at, for example, the hyperscalers, they they try to standardize around certain designs and they are they are quite successful with it but we as a as a vendor to these guys then see very often that there are still changes right because they learn as they go how to optimize their design so if you now take a look at the, at the modular approach where you can implement changes as you go you have the flexibility to optimize around the changes you see with the technology that is out there right so if all of a sudden there is new server technology or an increased density that you would like to achieve, that can be much faster implemented in a modular structure at a factory than it could be in a existing building. Jeff, is there anything uh, anything you want to add on to uh, to Ron or York's comments so far? Well, I, I, I agree with uh, with with both comments, and um, if you look at just the uh, the, the time factor, right. Um, uh, stick built versus uh, modular, right? So you're you're quicker to deployment and and quicker to be able to react to those changes that we're seeing, and and they're changing uh, rapidly, right? So you have to have the uh, the flexibility to be able to adapt to those changes in the in the marketplace. Yeah, and just to add one other quick comment, uh, you know, Tyler is you know one of the things that stick built too is there's a certain uh, serial process you have to go through when you do a traditional. You know, you build the facility, you commission the facility, you, you, you bring in the IT, uh, you load it up, you test it, validate it. And so there's kind of a process. In a modular environment, you can actually get the module built, load the IT in the module, have it fully commissioned and tested with the customer's application uh, and shipped in, in the module and, and literally plug and play when it gets on site. And that has huge opportunities and advantages for customers, especially if you really want fast deployments. And so you can do all that in a factory setting and just, you know, like I said, you're, you're blowing and going when you get there. So you bottom line optimize the startup and commissioning process. These, these elements or a lot of these elements can be done at the factory in a factory environment uh, with predefined test procedures rather than uh, very cumbersome and, and, uh, elaborate test scripts in the field. 
And can that also lead to a more cost-effective solution then when it comes to modularity is, is having that the ability to reduce some of those times and so you end up with a more cost-effective solution in the end? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just think time you save. I mean, you get factory processes, uh, factory optimization on how you build things, um, you know, just, just all, all sorts of quality control, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and you also get a lot, a lot quicker timeline. I mean, you can literally deliver a, a module in weeks, you know, say anywhere from four weeks to 12 weeks, depending on how, how complex the, the solution is to the site ready to go, you know, and just save all sorts of time and effort. So just that alone, just the time uh, uh, that you save alone is a huge benefit to a lot of customers. And also the capital, as we mentioned earlier, because you're not having to put as much capital out. You're just buying what you need when you need it. The years we have seen quite an evolution when it comes to these uh, modular concepts, right? So Ron and I go back uh, quite some time, and we went through a lot of ideas how things could be done in a in, in a perfect world, right? And uh, the, the first go around uh, was was an approach of we wanted to have hundred percent modularity, we wanted to have everything scalable, and we laid out a great concept, but then. It kind of uh, was uh, watered down to a uh, a one solution that was able to to fit all, which kind of, to my opinion, uh, was too big in uh, from a scalability point of view. Uh, now, with what we're looking at, we step back a little bit and say, okay, what what is optimizing around a building that um, will um, serve different purposes or different uh, requirements coming from our clients. So a lot of market research and then uh, boil it down to a, this is a building block that I can uh, do a lot of uh, variations with, uh, was more or less the, the outcome. And with that, you definitely see uh, the ability to find optimization around cost because it's a repetitive build. It is no longer just that you tailor something to a customer uh, specification, you have something that is, I almost would like to say, an off-the-shelf uh, core um, where you then add on some options like we would do with our equipment. Yeah. And just, just to add to that, um, I think the interesting thing about this is that what people don't take into account is, you know, we're, at the end of the day, we're all here because there's an application that, that a customer wants to run. That application drives the amount of IT he needs and the type of IT and the amount of IT. And that drives what type of uh, solution, cooling, power, et cetera, needs to be around that to make it as optimized as possible. And that's a, a lot more, a lot easier to accomplish in a modular environment than is a traditional data center. I think the other dynamic that's kind of changed is in the past, we'd have all these, we define as enterprise class data centers, you know, different tier levels of of redundancy, tier three, tier four, where you had backups, you had redundancy in power, redundancy in cooling, uh, and a lot of things like that. But nowadays, what you see happening is that the redundancy models change. Uh, some customers, for example, may not you know, have a problem if their if their if their modular uh, if their data center goes down because they have a backup uh, software solution in another data center or another module somewhere else, so that they may not want to put all the uh, cost in, into the backup of the cooling and power and everything else in that particular one because their failover is a different model. And so modularity allows you to mix and match those components and those elements uh, to the customer specifications, and they can invest in or, or not invest in as much as they want to based on what their criteria. So guys, uh, with the partnership between your two companies, why 
explain how beneficial it is for for people to be able to seek out your expertise in this particular area because this is where you guys uh, really eat, sleep, and breathe, right? Is is having this kind of knowledge and, and knowing exactly what customers are going to need. So, what kind of value can you provide with your expertise to your clients and to your customers? I think a key element is that you have two different areas of expertise, right? Um, so it's it's a try to do something we're not good at. We just go together and say, we look at both elements and components that we need to merge. And uh, over the last uh, few months, uh, we kind of have driven that to perfection uh, in uh, frequent meetings to build two uh, independent elements that uh, we can merge together um, seamlessly. Uh, and it is very clear that uh, both companies have the expertise in their building block. And we even try to learn from each other and say, okay, if I, if I want to do a, a small change here or a connection change or how to interlock the two components uh, with each other, we have found ways to exchange these ideas. But the core is that two levels of expertise were melted into one product. And with that, I think it has uh, provided a, an optimal solution on a development uh, and design process. Jorg mentioned go, go back a few years. And I think we were you know, probably ahead of our time in some of the things we did in modular data centers uh, back in the day. Uh, but we've learned a lot. And, and what it comes down to, I think, is it's really it's important to, to, to optimize. And that's the size of the module, uh, which dictates how many racks you have in there, what's the power per rack, et cetera. There's the power distribution, what's the most efficient way to feed that, uh, feed those racks and that power. And then there's a the cooling. And so what we try to do is look at those each, and again, it's all about the application and what the application needs and how you optimize those three elements for your application. So we, have, we recognize that and, and we understand that. And, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, uh, with Stoltz uh, developing um, algorithms and how the cooling works. And the other thing on the modular side that's a little bit different than a data center is that it, you know, the, close, the closely coupled cooling is, is quite dynamic. You're in a lot smaller space. So, uh, so how IT is ramping up or ramping down based on different loads or different applications they're running, uh, what happens in failover, things like that. You know, it's, a, it's, a lot, it's a different world in a, in a closely coupled environment like a module versus a data center. You just have to be a lot, a lot more understanding and recognizing of the uh, of the changes and the dynamics of that kind of a model, and what happens in that environment and how you react to it. And you know, uh, and I think the, the partnership, and that's why you know we started getting involved in this. We wanted to, you know, I, I was personally definitely wanted to, to partner with Stoltz because, you know, it's it, it takes a certain type of a company and an, I think a certain type of approach to look at this stuff differently. Uh, and how to approach it, again, based on what the application requires. And I think that our history in doing these kind of things uh, helps us really satisfy and, and solve these problems a lot more economically and efficiently than, uh, than, than others do out there. I think, Ron, the, the room versus car AC failure is a great analysis. So it, it makes it very visible, but uh, visual what uh, is uh, happening in a close coupled environment. And what we have seen in the past with some of our designs out there that you can you can think of how to cool x amount of of um it uh, capacity right but the challenge here is also that a client usually thinks uh, still also in a modular approach a little bit ahead right and at the beginning you plan everything for let's say 100 kw load 
and day one, you only have 10 KW or 5 KW and customers still expect these things to work. So we had to take all these challenges into account, right? You can make a customer aware of yet you need to have a minimum load, but the reality always looks slightly different. So with the designs that we have put forward now, we, we took a look at it and, and made sure that we can scale it down to a bare minimum so that even at day one, where the heat load in this space is, is a light bulb, it would work. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Jörg. It's, it's the adaptability of, of the cooling versus the ever-changing IT loads, right? So it's the ability to, to service that at any, any given load, which uh, in a close couple environment is very important. And again, I think that that highlights the expertise that you have in the cooling world there at Stoltz. And I think that that uh, expertise is, is hugely beneficial and pays off big time for uh, for your customers, for your clients. Um, and that's exciting to see and exciting to be able to talk about on a podcast like this. And so, um, guys, we've talked about a, a lot of different things here on the podcast so far. And I, I think as we begin to wrap up our conversation today, I, I want to give each of you the opportunity to uh, maybe share uh, something that we haven't discussed yet or just provide a summary statement of just the benefits of what we discussed when it comes to cooling, when it comes to uh, modular and things along those lines. And so, Ron, let me kick it to you just to, uh, to to wrap us up with either a summary statement or is anything that we've missed that, that you want to make sure that we touch on before we uh, we wrap up this episode today. As I said before, I, I think you can, just, you can never reiterate too much. It, it's really about the application. So to me, when you if you're thinking about a modular environment or you're looking belt or, or something in between, you know it's really understanding where you want to go, uh, where you're going with your application. You know what's your application look like? Is it static? Is it always going to be X amount of watts per rack, as an example? And you can plan around that. Is it dynamic? You know how much change do you want? And make sure that you're you know that you're planning for that. And then you know that again dictates what the IT looks like with, with the how many how much of the quantities you need, and you go from there. And I think, you know, uh, whether you partner with TAS and Stoltz or others, just, you know, understanding that environment so you're optimizing is a key thing, especially if you want to, you know, uh, save on time, effort, and money. And, and I think that's a big one. I think that's a, a, that's a dynamic that slowly starts starting to accelerate in the industry, but it's changing. Um, that I, you know, people don't want to pay for uh, any more than, not any more than they need and what they want to use. And I think uh, that's going to become a lot more pragmatic uh, in a more of a topic uh, of discussion as it goes forward. Um, I, I would like to add to what, what Ron just said, and I think it's it's going back to true scalability. Uh, and, and that's the focus that I think we put forward with uh, our partnership to achieve something that is not static. So we, we wanted to uh, reach a point where a customer can clearly come to us and say, I have a load XYZ and this is my, uh, my application. Uh, what can you offer? So then there is the standard building block and, and we add to this building block, right? So everything we did was uh, is scalable. The cooling solutions are scalable. Uh, the approach the customer wants to have X amount of redundancy built in, we can provide that, right? So because we will see that there are clients out there that go forward where they are very cost sensitive. And then there is the other one that says, okay, I, I want to have a highly reliable solution. Uh, uh, important for us was to provide both uh, in, in one kind of um, scalable uh, approach instead of going back and redesign over and over again. That's an excellent point, Jorg. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Jeff, what, what would you like to say just in closing today? Uh, any summaries or anything that we've missed so far? 
I, I think one of the key words uh, that, that I often use these days is change, right? So there are so many changes that are, have been going on in the last 10 months, and it's really, uh, you know, changed the way we do business, right? So, you know, what are the data center needs? What are those specific IT needs? And having the ability to, to scale and to adapt to that ever-changing IT environment is going to be very uh, important moving on. Right, so I think this modular approach um, lends itself towards that ever-changing environment. There might be there might be one thing I would like to add because uh, if if um, people listen to what we're saying here and talking about modularity, everybody will go back and say, "Wow, that's an old story. We have heard this already hundreds of times." Um, and that that's absolutely true. Um, but as Ron stated earlier. When we did this uh, the first go around, we may have been a little bit too far ahead of time. Uh, but with the requirements that the market is now uh, bringing to us, the, the fast deployment, and maybe also in the future, much higher densities, right? Right now, typical data centers, we see rec densities around 10, 12 kW. Looking at uh, the, the space that we can provide, we also took a look into optimizing that and say, Mr. Customer, we could increase uh, rack density if we may employ also future technologies like liquid chip level cooling. So these things were also being taken into consideration uh, with the design we have put forward. Um, what I want to say is I, I believe now is the time where these um, experiences that we gained in the past and what we have or what we want to put forward here with this design, the time seems to be much more right, if that is correct English, um, than it was uh, 10 years back. Yeah, I totally agree with, uh, with Jorg on that. Just to add to it, I think that the, uh, uh, the fact that you can take these modulars and modular solutions and do things like cold plate cooling on processors and GPUs and still use the same basic technology, but get more out of it is a, it's a huge thing. And, you know, you don't have to, again, the module can be, can be, you know, designed or catered to that particular application. So literally you could have a lower kilowatt, say that 12 kilowatt range in, in one module and have 20, 30, 40 kilowatts of rack in another module uh, based on your application. And, you know, and still be in that same uh, basic cost envelope of cost to deploy a module. So. Uh, that's a huge advantage over having to retrofit or do, do uh, you know, change strange things in a traditional data center. So, uh, you know, I think it's just, uh, it'll be interesting to see where the market goes in the next few years, but it's, it's very exciting. You could also say that you can mix and match, right? You can yep. mix and match <clears throat> high and low density, uh, applying new technology like chip, uh, liquid chip level cooling in the same environment. Or you have one pot that's low density, the next pot you buy is high density. You give the, uh, the client the opportunity to really uh, build their entire um, data center infrastructure as they need it for their purpose. Well, Ron, Jorg, and Jeff, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on TAS Talks. You guys are obviously the experts here, and uh, it was a pleasure getting a chance to uh, learn more from you and have this conversation with you today. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Tyler. Tyler, thank you very much for having us. Thank you, Tyler.
Excellent. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of TAS Talks Modular. Of course, we do have previous episodes of the podcast. So if you've missed any of those episodes, make sure to go check those out as well. And we will be bringing you more episodes coming out very shortly. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date with the latest from TAS. And of course, we will be back soon with those new episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.